Hey, what's up, everybody? Happy 4th of July! A very special episode of Pop Talk. Yeah! <laughs> um, so, yeah, happy 4th of July. As I'm recording this, it's not the 4th of July, but it's very close darn to it, so might as well record something. Um, now, I'm in a weird spot because, you know... This is kind of going into personal territory, uh, which may sound a little bit weird, seeing how a lot of pom talks are very personal. Um, but those are personal on different matters. You know, those are emotionally personal, um, which I have no problem talking about. Um, you know, I have no problem talking about me being depressed. Um, me being lost, you know, my, my feelings towards friends and family. And I, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not afraid to talk about those type of stuff. Um, but with it being 4th of July, um, this is something that is a little bit more closer to home because it's more closer to, I don't know, Politics, I guess, in the smallest form, which may sound a bit weird, because like we we, <laughs> uh, especially during the streams, I would never talk about anything political. Even now, I don't want to get into pol political stuff because this isn't about that. But nowadays, even the smallest stuff can be political. Even the fact of me celebrating the 4th of July could be seen as political. Um, I already know people who are refusing to celebrate the 4th of July because they, eh, da, 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 da. which not to undermine how they feel, of course. Um, but in my personal standpoint, um, you know, I, I'm a person of color. My family origins isn't American. Um, you know, my, my parents are from the island of Samoa, but me, I was born in Washington state in a little, in a little city called Renton. So I am a U.S. citizen and I have been living in the U.S. my entire life, my entire life. Um, I never moved to Samoa. I've never even visited Samoa. I don't even know how to speak Samoan. Um, so all I know is America. That's that's what I call home. And, you know, one thing that I found weird nowadays is that it's it's kind of taboo to call yourself a proud American. Despite wherever you land on the political side, and we're not going to go into that. We're not going to go into left or right or middle or people who are non-political at all. Apolitical? I think, that's, I think that's what that's called. But I wanted to talk about it. Because, you know, one thing that I think a lot of people like about Pop Talks is the honesty to it. Um, just being down to earth. And, you know, sometimes what I say may not be the most profound or the most agreeable thing but it's honest to me um and i th 
I I felt like I wanted to make this. I kind of felt like I needed to, even though not many people listen to this, but um, at least I'll have it out there, you know, sharing my true thoughts. And, uh, you know, again, uh, I've, I have a lot of people telling me like, oh, we should go do something else for 4th of July, like not hang out or not celebrate 4th of July, but we'll just be around each other 4th of July, um, which is cool for them. And I'm not going to try to sway them, but I full heartedly intend to celebrate the 4th of July. Um, and again, that's because I, I am a proud American and this, <laughs> this proudness in where I live is new. <laughs> it's new. Uh, when I was growing up, I, I never, I never for a second was like, ugh, I love America. <laughs> you know, I was never like that as a child. No, no child is. You know, if anything, I groaned when we had to do the Pledge of Allegiance. And if you're listening to this and you're not from America, when I was in school, they'd have us recite this, like, creed to the flag to the United States of America. And I always thought it was a waste of time, but it was something we had to do. So, you know, we did it. Uh, excuse me. You know. So yeah, growing up, I never, I never thought about America. You know, I thought it was super cool when Obama got elected because everyone else seemed to get, you know, all the adults seemed to be excited. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. You know. I was never, I never gave a shit. I never gave a shit about America growing up. Because to me, it was like, it was all, it was all the same. It just didn't matter. It didn't matter. I didn't care. Life moved on. My life just kept on going. And it was all right. But uh, as the years went on, I still didn't care. Ain't that some I still didn't care. It wasn't until the past two to three years where things kind of got a bit more intense for me. Um, you know, in the past couple years, I've had people, you know, not directly, but, you know, I see a lot of people screaming that America is a horrible place, a dirty place, a despicable place to live in. And what a shitty hellhole it is to be an American, especially if you're a person of color. Dear God, let how oh, if you if you're a person of color in the land of America, good luck to you. Good luck to you. How, how, how do you survive? And I was I was seeing all this stuff and reading all this stuff and I was like you know as a person who didn't care when I was reading all this stuff and I was like yo some of this stuff isn't quite true some of this stuff isn't right especially if they're trying to encompass every person of color as someone who needs to be looked down upon or someone who is looked down upon in America. 
that was that was the thing that got me a little bit angry was people were saying that this place treats you as if you were a lower class citizen um and what got me were people trying to justify <laughs> these claims with memes they would show a meme of um a father going to the library with his son and they'd be like yo this is what white people can do but not people of color and i was sitting there like why why not like what <laughs> why can't a person of color go hang out at the pool or the library. That was the thing. They were showing a whole bunch of slew of images saying that people of color can't do this. Can't do this peacefully. And all of it were basic stuff. Swimming at a swimming pool. Going to the library. Going to school. Playing on the playground. And I was like, who the fuck can't do that comfortably? My parents always try to drag me to the library. I didn't want to go. Libraries are lame. <laughs> My family definitely took me to a bunch of pools and lakes, even though I don't know how to swim. But that was that was the interesting thing. Like people people kept saying that because you're this, you can't do that here in America. And I just I never agreed with that. I never agreed with that because that, that wasn't the case. You know, uh, the other kickers were, you know, I said I wasn't going to get political, but um, if this, if this does start to sound political, um, I'm sorry. This is not at all. I'm not trying to sway anyone. I'm just telling you what my process is. My, my thought process of looking at all this stuff was because it was, it was infuriating for me. I saw a whole bunch of people of white people on the internet going, you know, because I'm white, I have never feared the cops. I have never been afraid of cops. I have privilege. I have this white privilege, so I've never been afraid of cops. I've always seen cops as good people, and I and I am sorry, and this is why America is evil. Bitch, shut up. Because <laughs> I also grew up in America. I'm also a person of color. I didn't live in a rich neighborhood. Fuck it. <laughs> if you walked down the street, there was no streetlights. But despite... Despite this, I have never been afraid of cops. Never. Not once. I have always maintained respect for cops. Always. I have never been afraid. And I, I have been <laughs> pulled over like four or five times. And people get mad. They're like, well, you know, if you get pulled over, you're done so. You're done so. You just got to make sure you don't, you know get killed i've been pulled over like five times and every single one of those times the cops have shown me nothing but the utmost respect even in situations where i didn't need to i didn't deserve 
For example, <laughs> the biggest example that I have was I used to work early in the morning years ago. And, you know, like 4 a.m. Like I was 18, 19 working at a job that I needed to be at the site at like 4 a.m. Well, I needed to clock in. So I needed to go get there before that time. Me being 18, 19 would always do the stupid thing and stay up super close to time. So I would over sleep the, the, my alarms and end up rushing to work. Now, the freeway at 3 o'clock in the morning, 3.30 in the morning, is usually pretty clear. No one's on the road. So one time, I woke up hella late. I woke up hella late. Like, it was, I was like, whoa, this is really bad. This is really, really bad. So all I did was put on jeans, shoes, and I bolted out the door. Like, that's how late I was. Got in my car. Vroom! speeding hella speeding i get to the freeway and i'm booking it and there's this there's this set of headlights behind me and they're on my ass dude they're on my ass and i was like what the fuck is this guy's problem just go over go over just scoot over and they, they wouldn't and so i was like man fuck this guy so i go even faster speed limit's like 60 I was going like 120, 130. I was pushing it. I wanted to get to work. But as soon as we get off the long stretch of the freeway, I see those sirens. I'm like, fuck. Those lights. And I pulled over like you're supposed to. And I want to paint the picture for you, shall we? It's 3.45 a.m. in the morning. My car is a beat-up 1989 Nissan Maxima. There's dents. It's dirty. It's old. I'm going 120 or an end over on a 60-mile-per-hour road. The cop walks up, and remember, I just put on pants and ran. So my hair is nappy. My eyes are bloodshot. They're red. I look disheveled. And that's how I look. I looked like the sketchiest person around. And, you know, other people would add to the fact that I am also brown. Because that plays a factor nowadays. Apparently. But that's the picture. Beat up vehicle. Early in the morning. Fast as fuck. Brown. <laughs> and looking disheveled. And so the cop knocks on the window. I lowered it. And, you know, he's like, so, uh. You know how fast you were going? I was like, um, <laughs> not, not so much, officer. I Like, again, I was never afraid of cops. So I, I spoke to him as normally as possible. All of this image that I'm painting to you was afterthought. I didn't think about the way it looked. I just was in the moment. I was more upset that I got pulled over than anything else. I wasn't scared or anything like that. And it was like a license registration. So I did pulled out my wallet, gave him the paperwork. Yada, yada, yada. Well, while he's looking at my ID, my wallet that's in my lap falls down to the ground. And so I'm like, oh, shit, I got to go pick up my wallet. So I leaned forward to pick up my wallet and I hear the cop say something and it didn't register. 
And I came back up with the wallet in my hand. I'm like, what was that, sir? And he was like, oh, you're just grabbing your wallet. And he had his hand like ready toward his hip, towards where his gun is. And I was like, whoa, whoa. He totally thought I could have been pulling out a gun. <laughs> but, you know, the cop, after he ran all my stuff. Now, again, I was going fast as fuck, over double the speed limit. He could have written me a ticket for negligent driving or negligent endangerment, whatever the case may be. I was negligent. <laughs> the cop and I, we were talking. He goes, you know, I understand it's pretty early. You got to get to work. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to write you a ticket. I'm still going to write you a ticket. I can't leave this as a warning. But instead of going 120, I'm just going to mark you as 10 miles over. And I was like, damn, really? And I was like, yeah. Just make sure this isn't this doesn't happen again. I was like, yes, sir. Absolutely. Gives me my ticket and we go our separate ways. In any other situation, people would say that cops are trigger happy that they will find any excuse to shoot you. The trooper that I encountered was disciplined, respectful. And again, there was a moment where it looked like I was reaching for a gun and he didn't shoot me right on the spot. <laughs> you wouldn't have a pop talk if he did. No. And like I said, I've been pulled over like five times. I've been given warnings like three times. Each one has shown nothing but respect and outmost dignity towards what they're supposed to do. And that is uphold the law. That I clearly broke. A lot of it was speeding. <laughs> a lot of it was speeding. But like I said, every single one of them treated me with respect. And none of them made me feel like I was targeted for being brown. Now, I know, I know, I know that is not the case that some people are making it out to be. You know, of course, there's going to be bad cops somewhere. And I agree with I agree with people to to some extent. Get rid of those bad cops. But a lot of people would would deem me a a um what's it called? Uh, what's it called? What am I trying to think of? Not a hostage, um, a victim. That's the word. A victim of police targeting or whatever the case may be. So in every one of those Facebook posts or YouTube videos that I saw of, you know, these white, these white people going, you know, I have never feared the cops because I am white. They have shown me nothing but respect because I am white. And that is why America is bad. I will tell you a hundred times over that I am brown. I have never feared the cops and they have treated me with the same exact respect. Same exact respect. And again, there are, I'm not, I'm not oblivious to the fact that there are racist people here in America. Absolutely. But I, I think a lot of people also fail to see the racism inside themselves. The amount of times you, you would be baffled about, about how many times I hear from, from colleagues say stuff like, you know, oh, that person ain't, that person ain't black. 
That person ain't brown. That person ain't one of us if they do this. Of course, the people who are saying this are also people of color. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> what? It's not, that's not really true. Because any person of color can like any little thing that they can. They can be into anime. They can be into comic books. They can be into dancing. They can be into theater. They can be into musicals. You know, a lot of people, white or person of color, dare so easily to say that this place is evil and racist, but they fail to see that they put the limitations on themselves as well. They see white people and they say, ah, that's just white people. That's just white people shit. And there's people of color who enjoy the same shit. And that's the other thing, you know. People people claim this place is evil because they undermine their cultures. Like, I'm not just black. I'm, I'm from this descendant. I'm from this place. I'm not just an islander. I'm from Samoa. I'm from New Zealand. I'm from uh, many different places. But when it comes to white people, a lot of people just say, oh, they're white. Well, are they Irish? Are they Italian? European? What? 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 <sighs> I have noticed a lot in America today that that this people are so divided. And I'm not here to I'm not here to talk shit about one side or the other. I think both sides have issues galore. I'm not. I wouldn't even dare tell you what side I'm on. <laughs> But I think a lot of people have just stopped caring about what the other person thinks. And this might seem like a like a drab of a <laughs> 4th of July podcast, but I think with how negatively people react to the fact that you would even celebrate 4th of July warrants this podcast. The other thing that, you know, the other reason why I feel so inclined to celebrate is because when my, when my parents came here, they started off with nothing. Nothing. When my dad graduated high school, he went to a fish factory immediately after graduating. Either the same day or the next day. All he knew was catching fish and packaging them up. And then he moved to America to, you know, to find a better living. Same with my mom. Well, my mom didn't really work with fish. <laughs> um, you know, my mom, believe it or not, there were, there were some computer stuff in the island of Samoa when they were growing up. So not the, not the most high tech, but my mom did have some knowledge, but again, Samoa is a lot poorer than that of America. But when they came over, they had nothing. They had nothing. But through their persistence, they ended up getting comfortable lives. And that's inspiring to me. You know, there's so many people out there who, who say that this place is a place that stumps you to the ground that you can have no future here in America. And that's not true. I've seen it over and over again. 
even even outside of my family the, the richest man in the world like what jeff bezos he was poor growing up he started amazon in what like 1990 it wasn't until like 2010 that amazon started like taking off because i'll tell you what i i wasn't talking about ordering stuff on amazon and when i was in the fifth grade middle school high school well maybe high school High school was like 2012, 2013. But he was poor. Jeff Bezos was poor. His dad walked out on him. And his stepdad, you know, inspired him. And he worked his hardest and is now the richest man in the world. So whether it's family or, or some off billionaire, every person can make it. That's another reason why I love this country. Anyone can make it. Anyone can do what they want to do and live. They just got to keep at it. There is the risk. Of course there's the risk. But they, they got to keep with it to get that reward. And some, not all the time, but sometimes it will. But that's just how life is. And the last reason why I, I am celebrating the 4th of July. Um, not just because of those angry posts, right? Or at least my response to those posts that I've been seeing on Facebook, Instagram, and people just yapping around. Um, the other thing was a lot of... A lot of my love for this country came from reflecting on how I grew up. Right? Again, my family came up with nothing. And got a comfortable living, which also gave me comfortable living. I lived in a neighborhood that I felt safe in. It wasn't always safe, but I felt safe in. I was never targeted by cops. I was never put down by teachers. And if anything, they all of my teachers always showed me utmost respect. And here's the craziest thing. A lot of people were saying, you know... This country makes people of color feel off, feel different. When I was in elementary, through high school, even to the days I started working, every single person who I've interacted with, positively or negatively, always looked at me as a person. I was never that one Samoan guy. I was never the the token brown guy. The, my friends and teachers and colleagues that I grew up with, they, we've all seen each other as equals. I never looked at someone and only saw them being black or saw them as being Mexican or saw them seeing uh, being as El Salvadorian or whatever the case may be. Whatever the case may be. Uh, we, would, we were never, we were never shown that we couldn't do what we what we would put our hearts to. And I know that's not the case for everybody. I know that there is racists out there. But you know, the way I talk to people and you know, the way, the way they talk about their personal experience, a lot of people talk about as if they, they, you know, I'm like, do, do you know anyone who's like, 
racist around you? And they would say, no. I say, like, well, can you mention a time? And they're like, well, no. I was like, well, what about work? Is there a time that you felt like work shorted you? And I'm like, no. But I know they're out there. Like, of course they're out there. But that was the thing. When I was in school, no one ever saw each other as that. We never re- referenced each other as that. It was never in question whether or not a person's dig- dignity was in question because of who they were. And for me, even for people who I didn't like, I didn't like them because of their character. <laughs> not because they were white. You know, I've seen a lot of people hate on... If anything, I've seen more people hate white people than that of people of color. Hot take. But the amount of... All the white people that I know, that I have met in my life, has always tiptoed around that subject, right? Who's always tried their best to put their best foot forward. If anything, they were always thinking on, on with two brains. One, how they usually interact. And two, how they don't want to affect other people. And again, the people who I'm friends with, who I grew up with, were also people of color. And they would always be like, yo, this white guy, this, this white guy, that. Oh, you're racist, aren't you? That's right. You know, and it's a shame. It's a shame. It's a shame that some people, jokes or not, you know, they, they, they don't see each other as that. That's why I don't usually hang out with those type of people anymore. Because the, the people who left an impression on me, again, they, they never, never treated someone else differently. And that's what I love about this country. That's why I'm celebrating. The America that I grew up with, the America that I know, is one of fair opportunity, of freedom, and just a great place to live. Now, I know today there's a lot of people who are um, very upset of how things were handled. And I can understand that. You know, again, there are some evil people in the world. And I think the best solution is to fire those people, get those people out of positions of power and put rules and laws in place to prevent more evil people from occupying those roles again. That's what I think. And even, uh, you know, okay, so there's a difference between evil and someone with different opinions. All right. Someone who targets a person of color because of the color of their skin is evil. Someone who preys upon using their power to get a hold of someone, right, to overpower someone to take advantage of someone is evil. But someone who disagrees with how you think something is ran is not evil. That, again, I think this goes back to both sides politically and everywhere in between refuses to meet each other in the middle because they always demonize each other. And again, I'm not going to go into all of that. I think it's a shame because personally, I think that America was at a place where people were treated equally and it showed 
It showed in the way people acted towards each other. It showed in the way people conducted their lives. Not everyone, but we had a good spot going for us for a while there. And I, I know, I know we can reach that point again. But people just got to start listening to each other. That's the kicker. That's the kicker. And that's why, that's why whenever friends tell me that they're not going to celebrate 4th of July, I don't argue with them. If you don't feel right, if you and your heart do not feel right celebrating, please have, have a wonderful night. Whatever you decide to do, I understand. But some people might call me a monster for celebrating, and I don't care. Because in my heart, it would feel wrong for me to recognize all of my blessings and be like, nah, not for me, chief. Again, I love this country. And this might be a, <laughs> a somber episode of Pop Talk, but I, I, I wanted to make my... I want to make my feelings unequivocally. <laughs> fuck, look at me trying to make words, trying to use fancy words. I just want to be clear with who I am. Not everyone's going to agree with me. And in previous Pop Talk episodes that are more emotionally based, I would say not everyone would like me. You know? And that's fine. And in terms of celebrating America, not everyone's going to agree with that. Some may even ban me or unfollow me, whatever the case may be. Think I'm a fascist or whatever. You know, that's that's not my prerogative. The amount of people I see on both sides saying, if you believe this, then just ban me already. I ain't gonna do that. If you don't feel comfortable celebrating, I understand. If you don't like this country, I can understand that. If you... However you want to live your life, for the love of God, please do. I am not here to change the way you live your life. But I recognize the freedoms in which I was able to live my life and how I want to live my life. And that's what I'm going to be celebrating. Some people will call me evil for that, but that's okay. I won't block you, but if you want to unfollow me, if block me, whatever the case may be, because I'm a proud American, then that's fine. But my, I guess my closing message to all of you guys is don't, don't be afraid, but also don't close your hearts. Sounds a bit preachy. <laughs> Fuck you, I can be preachy. It's 4th of July, damn it. <laughs> Be true to yourself. Be true to do what you think is right. If picking up a, a sign and trying to fight the powers is what you honestly, truly believe is right, then go on ahead. Have your freedom of speech. God bless you. If you feel like you want to celebrate America, but you're afraid of what others may think, Celebrate America. I am. Proudly. Be true to yourselves. But also don't close your hearts. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, the people who don't respect the flag and all just move out or, you know, you know. 
<laughs> I don't want to kick anybody out. And though this, you know, conversations politically or whatever the case may be is difficult to have for sure. And some people are generally, genuinely not equipped to handle such conversations. You want to engage in, in a conversation with someone who will actually listen. Key word to listen. There's going to be people out there who's going to be like, who's going to try to, you know, try to do the, the gotcha thing where they'll try to outsmart you and make you feel lesser about yourself. But if you can come across someone who sees you as a person instead of a demon, who can honestly listen to the messages that you convey and the why you convey them, those are the people that will get this country back to its former glory. The people who will listen to each other, regardless of what side they're on. So again, be true to yourself. Don't close out your heart. Uh, those are my cl closing remarks, I guess. Well, my closing remarks for you guys. The, <laughs> the final moral of the story. Me, there is no moral. For me, I've always, at least in these past couple of years, I have found to be very, very, very patriotic. And I don't even, <laughs> I don't even have family. Well, I don't have close family members in the army or military. All of my love comes from what I lived and what I feel to be right. And that is, I, I am free. Where I live, I am free. So, yeah. Uh, with that, we'll close the pop talk. Um, but just remember, um, happy 4th of July. And if you're not celebrating because you don't believe or you're in, just in a different country, I hope you all have a safe and wonderful night. And I'll catch you guys on the next pop talk. I promise it's not, it's not going to be as heavy as this, but, or maybe it might be, I don't know. I might double down. <laughs> we're not, we're, okay. It won't be political. It won't be political. This is, this is like the one time because it's 4th of July and, and it's somehow just the act of celebrating the 4th of July has become political. So yeah, I'm just putting my thoughts out there. So yeah, again, next time we'll maybe talk about games or back to the emotional side instead of, uh, <laughs> um, other side. So yeah, I'll catch you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>